This is Photo Biz X, episode number 485, and today we are talking TikTok with an absolute expert who is killing it on the platform. Not only that, he booked over two years of weddings utilizing the platform effectively. Today, he has over 1.2 million followers, has created an agency around TikTok, and he shares an absolute ton in this interview. I'm talking about Siva Mojaev, better known as Sev, and that interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I have been waiting so long to find a guest like today's to cover the topic of TikTok, best practices, how to produce the videos, what content to produce, how to actually use it to generate bookings in a photographer's business and we cover all that and so much more. So I know you are going to love Sev and what he has to share. It's coming up in just a minute. Big thanks to Jacob Redziniak for putting Sev on my roadmap. He was a catalyst for this interview. So again, Jacob, massive thanks to you. Before we do get into that interview, a couple of quick things. If you didn't catch last week's episode with Brianna Schrader, make sure you get back and have a listen to that one. Brianna was in a partnership with another photographer which went terribly bad. She restarted her business on her own and now has 13 people working in her business. It's an incredible success story. She shares exactly how she's generating the booking she is to support a team of 13 and why she's looking at branching into family photography as well. So much to take away from what Brianna had to share in last week's episode. In other news, I've been talking about a new course that will be presented by Ali Stewart-Ross. It's all about utilizing Facebook competitions to generate bookings for your photography business. All the details are ironed out now. The registration page is at photobizx.com forward slash fbcomps, C-O-M-P-S. And I'll have more details about that after the interview with Sev. You're listening to Photo Biz Exposed with your host, Andrew Helmich. We are going to jump into this interview with Sev in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with Sev. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. If you do fall in love with Sev the way I did and you want to hear the full interview today with him, which I know you will, you can do that for as little as $1.00 with a 30-day trial membership. The details about that are at photobizx.com forward slash try. And yes, we do cover the absolute best stuff in the second half of this interview in the content I am saving for premium members only. So again, if you want to access that, the full back catalogue, get an invite to the members Facebook group, head over to photobizx.com forward slash try, sign up for the $1 trial membership, see what you are missing out on every single week. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a photographer, videographer, and social media guide based in Perth, Western Australia, but coming to you from Italy today. Now, it was longtime listener and PhotoBizX member Jacob Redziniak who made the connection 
with this message. He says, hi, Andrew, I'm reaching out because I wanted to make an introduction to a fellow photographer that has been crushing it on TikTok. And I thought he might make a great guest everyone can learn from. He's booked up two years of weddings until 2024 with 70% of these bookings coming from TikTok alone. I hope this works out as I myself can't wait to hear what he has to share. So I jumped over to TikTok and I was immediately drawn into the videos. I loved his self-deprecating personality, his candid approach, the raw honesty and fun of it all. It's no wonder that he's a total hit and has over 1.2 million followers. I'm talking about Siva Mojahev of Sev's Picks and The Sevo Show on TikTok, and I'm wrapped to have him here with us now. Sev, welcome. Hey, mate. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure being on someone else's podcast and uh, discussing all things photography. So, yeah. Unreal. I'm, I'm so looking forward to diving in. We, I haven't done an interview based around TikTok so far. I've been waiting for the right guest, and I've got a feeling you're going to be that guy. Um, first of all, what are you doing in Italy? We're on holidays. It's a three-week stint. We're only just at the start of it. And uh, my wife's cousin's getting married in Tuscany, and I'm just a guest but I've been given permission to bring my camera so I can take some cheeky snaps and maybe even uh, push an international portfolio out. <laughs> but it's pretty, pretty much just a holiday. Fantastic. Sounds so good. I mean, I just watched one of your TikToks earlier, you know, trying Italian pizza for the first time. So are you enjoying the holiday? Yeah, it's been amazing so far. It's day four now, so it's early days. Yesterday we went to Lake Como, which is one of my dream destinations to shoot a wedding. So being around there and having a look at all the spots and like seeing where some of the snaps were taken from some photographers that I've been looking at, oh, it's surreal. It's such a cool spot. But yeah, the whole trip so far, it's been incredible. And I'm looking forward to Verona next. We're going there later today. Unreal. Did you see George Clooney getting around Lake Como? Uh, I saw a couple of photos actually of him around there, but not in person. No, unfortunately. Right. Do you call yourself or refer to yourself as an influencer on TikTok? Um, I try to refrain from using the word, but when you have influence, you automatically are an influencer. But I feel like the word is overused. And for me, an influencer personally is someone who actually makes an impact, a positive impact on someone else's life. Most of the time, I feel that influencers are just there to influence people to buy a product, whatever product it may be at the time whether it's something that they believe in personally or something that they push out because they got a sponsorship deal or something like that. For me, that's the broad term and what everybody else is using it for me. It, it needs to be narrowed down. Like I want to influence photographers to like get onto TikTok and really push their personalities. I want to influence younger people to have that self-awareness built up for them to do whatever they want to do. I don't want to have that influence to go, hey, here's an app, you should download it, you know, unless it's, of course, uh, something like a, a really good culling app or something like that that's relevant to my everyday life. So in regarding being an influencer or having a positive impact, I mean, aren't you still trying to do that in regards to getting your own bookings or selling the things that you create and make and do for your potential clients? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my personal influence, it has to be related to something that I believe in. That's my one and only rule about anything I share on social media. And when it comes to my couples, my clients for photography purposes, 
I want to make sure that they understand the person I am first and foremost so that they understand that we can connect before we connect. And that's been the biggest part of my success is couples uh, or any clients or anyone that wants my work or wants to work with me in the creative space. They say, we really like your personality. Obviously, they like the product as well, what they see, but it's that connection that is what makes it happen. I can't guarantee that same product result if we don't connect on a mutual kind of human connection sort of thing, you know? For sure, for sure. And that's where my authenticity has come in. And I can speak from personal observation and and not stutter and just go, hey, this is what I do. This is how I do it. This is what I think. And here's some value for you on your, for example, wedding day that I think you should think about. And then I would get message after message going, oh, my God, I didn't even think about that. Thank you so much. By the way, we're still looking for a photographer. So that's where the whole kind of idea comes from. And the more I did it, the easier it was to get that like overwhelming amount of inquiries all over. Like I remember one time I had a a video that I released and it was just about here's what I take with me to the weddings, not just my cameras. And I just did a list of different things. And it was like sticky tape, tissues, flat lay blankets. And I explained to the audience why I brought those things. And then I would get uh, the brides in particular, they would comment something like, you're very well organized. This is amazing. I haven't seen someone else do this before. And I'm like, there are some other photographers that do this. A lot of other photographers actually do this, but they don't talk about it. That's the difference. And I got them to book me, which was it. So good. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to take you back to that and hear more about the, I guess, the commercial side of utilizing TikTok as a business owner in just a second. But what I wanted to ask you was, you're on holidays with your wife, you're in another country, you're having the time of your life. How much pressure do you put on yourself to produce content while you're away? Like, do you have to be pumping it out day after day? Yeah, good question. So over the last, because I've traveled, this is my third time traveling this year overseas, the first two were for family reasons, for my side and then my wife's side. And this is this third one's technically for a family reason too. But the first two times I realized it was a little bit difficult making sure I was editing content, pumping out content and all that. And then I was able to be involved with a few different things back at home in Perth. And I discovered or met a few of the right people who became my editors and my assistants interns as well, like young people who want to learn the creative space. And they get paid as well now because they've passed that phase. And now all I have to do is just approve creative content. I've got a, a Google Drive that has all of my content on it, raw content. And all they do is they get into the folder and then they just batch edit in their own time and they just send it to me for approval and then I upload it. So it's not about making content every day. It's about batching content once or twice a month to have a forecast for the rest of the month. That's actually the biggest one, biggest issue people don't realize is you don't have to make content every day. Make 30 pieces if you can in one or two days, have it all ready to go, and then away you go. You don't have to do it every day. It gets exhausting every day unless you really love it. So you're recording or creating content every day, but batch processing it once a month. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So we actually made a system where 
my iPhone automatically uploads it or backs it up on the iCloud. And then what I would do is I would create different folders of different things like my travel stuff, my interview stuff, my wedding photography stuff, or my business specific things that I may want to just post on LinkedIn, for example, or even Facebook pages that are relevant to someone like a couple that may be interested in my photography or a wedding photographer who may be interested in learning how to do it better. And all these different folders are accessed by my editors and they would go, okay, this one for this, and then they would put it up for me to approve. And once I approve it, they would caption it. So the system is pretty much automated now to get to where I am. Not going to lie, it's taken me a good almost year to perfect it, but it it is so worth it when you have the right people behind you. Because the biggest thing that I had was when I was creating a piece of content to put out, I would think about the whole thing and they would instantly get overwhelmed. And this is a problem I notice a lot of people have is they go through the same process. They think of it as a project. They don't think of it as individual actions. Or maybe if they do, they think of having to do all the actions at once and then they think this is too hard and then they don't do it at all. So the answer to that problem is you record it, do what you can and what you can do the best. For me, it's just filming. Then it's uploaded and then someone else takes over and all you have to do is approve it. And over time, they just get really good. And now my editors are are hitting me edits that are getting quarter of a million, half a million. I had one hit 4 million views the other day. It was all edited, outsourced by the people that I trained. So it's really, if you want to do it, if you believe in it, it will work, but it does take time. For sure. So, okay, let me ask you about, say, the pizza video that you created that I referenced earlier. Does that happen Mm -hmm. in your head, in your mind, does that have to go out while you're still in Italy? Or could you, if you didn't have your staff, could you record that content and then share it when you get back home in three or four weeks? Yeah. So last time I went overseas was in July, June, July, and we went back to my wife's home country of the Netherlands. She's Dutch. And we also went to Paris for a couple of days and we did a few things there. And we recorded content there all over and we pumped out the content whilst we were there because I really wanted to test how the algorithm would see my phone because I had an international SIM card in the country and who it would go out to. And after a couple of days, it would actually start going out to the people in the Netherlands, the people in France. And then I have still a lot of content that I haven't put out yet from those countries. I went back home and it would still be doing well, but the content would actually be pushed out to the Australian audience. So I don't mind posting it after I'm out of the country. It's fine. I don't have to be in the moment. I've detached myself from that. Originally, I thought maybe I should keep it relevant whilst I'm still in the country because of... And I get comments like, oh, my God, I thought you only just got back. Or, oh, my God, weren't you in France like two months ago? You know, those comments still happen. But then you got to realize most of those comments are kids not realizing that you can't record it and post it two weeks later. (laughs) And that's something that's in a lot of people's heads. Like, oh, my God, I want to get that comment. Who cares? So now when I post it, it really depends on which demographic you want because it is true that when you're in a specific country and you push out that content with that SIM card, it goes to that audience first. Right. So what if you kept your, let's say you had an Australian Vodafone SIM card, for example, or a Telstra SIM card, and you're in the Netherlands, 
is TikTok still going to show your content to the Dutch people? So that's an interesting question. I'm currently testing that now. I've got my Vodafone SIM card for the $5 roaming and I'm pushing it out. I'm slowly starting to push out content in Italy and I could better answer that question probably a week from now to see if the Italian market's receiving the content more so with my Australian SIM card that is roaming through uh, Italian um, backing off an Italian provider. So it's a few technical things there which are interesting, but um, we'll see. Sure. So really then for the listener, and most listeners are targeting people in their own communities, they don't have to be afraid of TikTok sending their videos all around the world because most of the content is going to be shown in the country of origin where they're based. Yeah, pretty much. But in saying that, there are times where I've posted content late at night and it actually pumped out to an audience overseas. Now, I don't have a definitive, this is how it is. If you want to get an audience overseas, you have to post in the middle of the night. There's, I don't have enough data for that. There are people out there that will tell you different, but I can, I've got a maths background and I taught statistics for a while as a high school teacher. The data is too, there's not enough sample. The sample size is too small to make that a definitive answer. But when I have had videos go viral in the UK and the US, which are my other two main domains, like I did a car series where I was looking at which cars I would fit into. And I got a quarter of a million new followers from just the United States. Wow. You know, but I was posting it at any time of the day and it would just hit that market. So it really depends on the interest. It really depends on the trends that are interested in specific countries. I had a client that I helped become one of the most followed in their niche in Australia. The majority of their followers are overseas, which is a problem because their target audience needs to be local. But to fix that is where you go, okay, our most viral videos, that's when you retarget them as paid ads because the human element's been proven, right? And because that's been proven, you can adapt that to any demographic or any local demographic to apply to them because they'll still find it interesting, very specifically in wedding photography as well. Do you like the idea of running ads on TikTok or are you talking about other platforms here? Yeah, absolutely. So running ads on TikTok in parallel to growing organically on your account is my best practice, right? I've done it organically only, but I've taken a long time to do it. So if you have the patience and the grit to make a lot of content all the time, then organic is your play. But if you also have a bit of ad spend, you can throw some money behind and test once you have a handful of videos going viral. And I mean, anything above 10, 20,000 views on TikTok, once you start getting some of those, put it up as an ad simultaneously as well and see what happens. But to give you more information about that, we'll be talking all day. That's <laughs> no, all good. It's all good. Okay, let's keep pushing on because I've got so many things I want to ask you about. One more thing, though. Yeah, sure. One more thing just before we move on, though, is the one thing that I want people to avoid doing is going straight to ads without building an organic channel because a lot of the time people see an ad and they want to explore the account more. But because it's an ad, they can't go to that account and explore more of the videos. So there's a detachment of trust. You need to be able to have an organic account built up with a library of content that people can look and explore on their own without having to be stumbling upon an ad that ends up being a funnel to the website. 
Right. The organic side is very important here still. So talking about that on the organic side, how many videos would you say would be a minimum before you start running ads? 10, 20, 30? I think my personal number is one a day. So for 30 in the first month, Mm -hmm. and then of that 30, you have probably a good 10%, maybe three or four decent videos that did better than the rest. Then you have a look at those videos and go, why did they work so well? And then you analyze that. And then in your second month, adapt that same template for the second month. It's called the 80-20 theory. So Mm -hmm. 80% of what works and then 20% of experimenting. Mm -hmm. And then you run that again for a third month. And then by then you should be, if you're consistent and you pay attention and you have a bit of attentiveness to the, the quality, the quantity becomes the quality of the videos. And then in that third month, you should really start to look at, oh, look at this video. This did far better than everything else. Let's put that as an ad. God, okay. So you're talking about having 90 to 100 videos before you start running ads. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. Mm. It <laughs> sounds <laughs> very, very tough, but it's what I did. And one of the endpoints is I literally did one video It had 200,000 people in Australia, unique people, watch it. Within a week, I had 20 inquiries in my inbox for weddings. And of the 20, I closed five on an average of three and a half grand per wedding. That's over 17 grand of work from one organic video. Fantastic. If that sort of effort took you 90 videos across three months to make 17 grand, would that be worth it? Yeah. I think so. That's above the base salary, you know? Yeah, that's right. And it's only going to grow as well. That's just the start, isn't it? Exactly. So with the ads, and we don't need to go too deep into this, but with ads on TikTok, does it have an interface like uh, the Facebook Ads Manager or do you like boost yes. ads? It does. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's got the same sort of interface. You can change demographics, geographical regions, age, what their interests are and everything. And whilst I'm at it, when you do repurpose those very good videos that succeeded on TikTok, they're most likely to do well on Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts, and Facebook pages, and you can run them as ads across all those channels as well. Love it, love it. So with the TikTok ads manager, can you target you know, demographics like engaged women between this age and that age that live in my local area or just can't go that granular? You know what? I'm still yet to run an ad for my personal wedding photography page, right. uh, for my wedding photography videos, because I don't need to. So I have not actually tested that out. For the sake of me doing it, I think if I did it, I would be super overwhelmed even more because as I'm already fully booked, it would just be overkill. But in saying that, I am thinking about going into that space now where I have photographers that I'm helping that are working alongside me who want to upskill their business in terms of ads. So then if I started adding, running ads on behalf of Seb's Weddings, is what I called myself, um, when people do inquire, and this is what's happening already with one of my students I'm mentoring, she's a fantastic photographer but just needs help with the confidence in the business side. And within a month, I was able to get a, two bookings at 2500 each just through my sort of inquiry inquiries list Mm -hmm. because I said, sorry, I'm booked out. However, this, this, and that, this girl is amazing. And they've gone and proceeded with her. And I'm like, that's a business as well. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I should explore that further. So Andrew, I'm going to push that more and see what happens, but it's a new realm that I'm not, (laughs) it's, it's 
it just sounds too overwhelming already, but it's a lot of opportunity as well. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, well, absolutely. What a great service. I mean, particularly, look, I think a lot of photographers are comfortable running ads on certainly Facebook and Instagram somewhat. TikTok becomes a whole new realm. I mean, I think the idea of recording 100 videos to start is a bit scary, but but I'm going to push the listener to go and check out your TikTok feed because what I found when I saw you, I mean, I expected to see a hyped up super personality, dancing, singing, like overproduced content. Like, and that's not you at all. Like you're just, you're just yourself. And that's what I loved about. That's why I contacted you straight away for this interview. Is that how you started just being yourself? Yeah. So originally I started from, as a school teacher, the kids were on TikTok and I was like, what's this? And I thought, oh, it's another Vine app. It's another small version of YouTube or Snapchat. I got into it a little bit and I decided to just make a couple of TikToks, just random stuff, just exploring the app. And I was one of those people that overused all the features, which is a big (laughs) no-no, like all the filters and stuff. And then like a couple of weeks later, the kids at the school said, sir, we found your TikTok. It's really cool. I'm like, what? You didn't even like advertise it. It's really interesting. So I put up a few more videos making fun of the kids. Like these are things that kids say at school, you know, like my Wi-Fi is not working, you know, and that went so viral. And then I had a few more followers. And then I used another one of my quirks, which is my height being six foot 10. I said, I was walking through Woolworths and I was like, it's really cool being six foot 10 because I just poke my head over the aisles and go, oh, look, there's the pasta sauce. And that went so viral. And I got 10, 20,000 followers just like that. And I was like, oh, is that it? And then I started just pumping out more and more. And some went viral, some went, you know, it was about a 10% sort of ratio of viral and then just whatever. And then that's when I decided to go, I'm going to put out a wedding video. I feel like majority of my viewers are still kids. They all prefer the funny stuff. And they're kids, so they're not ready to get married, nor do they have the two to $5,000 budget for a wedding <laughs> photography yet. So I did it. First video, two days later, two bookings. Wow. And I was like, wow, no way, no way. What did you cover in those first two videos? What was the content? <gasps> From memory, this goes a while back now, I think I was just talking about something to do with just me as a wedding photographer and, and like a day. And I just just shared my business, just literally shared what I do, what else I do. I'm a school teacher, but I'm also a wedding photographer. Here are some of my photos. I think that's what I did. I have to go back and have a look, actually. It's interesting. But, yeah, two inquiries. And the comments were, I didn't know you were a wedding photographer and you lived in Perth. That's so cool. I've been following you for so long. Um, and we're getting married next year and you're like the obvious choice. It saves me so much time having to look at someone and find someone that we like because we've been watching your content for ages. So not only did I build that indirect rapport, I helped them discover going, oh, he's a wedding photographer. Actually, my very, very, very first inquiry, I've got a screenshot of this somewhere. It was a 50-year-old teacher. I think they were having their second wedding marriage. And their kid actually found me on TikTok and said, Mum, can you please hire Sev as the wedding photographer so we can have him at your wedding? That would be so cool. Because <laughs> you're a celebrity in his eyes. That's so good. I had the kids as my business cards, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I don't know if that's, if that's a good thing. It sounds a bit dodgy, but it is what it is. Word of mouth from the kids. That's so good. 
But it also tells me then that not all your followers were kids because this engaged yes. woman found yeah. you as well. Right, okay. So other people were watching these videos too. Exactly. And now the analytics have been updated. We can finally see the age demographics on our TikTok channel per video. They don't have it overall in the channel yet, not that I've seen, but in each video you can now see what the age group it most hit in which is very, very fascinating. That's so good. So, I mean, you've mentioned Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, the other social media channels, even LinkedIn. Do you still, I mean, I know you do, I know the answer to this, but you're still using those platforms. Why when, yeah. when TikTok is so successful for you? So originally there was a place called OneFlare. I don't know if you've heard of OneFlare. No. So OneFlare is this quoting system online. So if you search up, I don't know, Perth wedding photographer on Google, one of the top results will say Perth's 30 top wedding photographers. It's like a clickbait. You go in there and it's a it's a pay to win sort of in order, right? So that's what happened. And I was like, I'll get onto it. I purchased some credits and all of a sudden I was on page one because their SEO pushed it up there. And but I still had to pay to quote. So what would happen is if I would go on the website and go, I'm looking for a wedding photographer in my area, Perth. All the photographers who had the right settings would get a notification saying new inquiry and it would be the first three people that quoted back that would be able to get their details, so their email, their number, and it would cost between $15 to $20 per inquiry. My close rate was about 20 30% back then, but in those six months, I learned so much about sales and how to, how to write back to people and how to get in touch with them which was like a, you know, people pay thousands of dollars to learn sales scripts and stuff. And I did it organically, naturally on OneFlare. And within probably six months, I booked probably three months worth, three months, four months worth of weddings. Wow. And this was at about $1,500 to $2,000 per wedding. Then I realized, do I put my prices up because I've purchased it? You know, like I've made so many, like uh, I've closed so many couples. And then I'm like, okay, I'll do it. So I had it at 2,500 and I discovered that that was like the point, like the critical number where like one flare, it is redundant after that because people that go to a place like one flare are shopping around. Right. And then I thought to myself, that's not my customer. That's not my client. I don't want people shopping around to get the best deal. I want people to come to me because they see the value in me, Right. So I thought, and this was all at the same time I was growing TikTok because I was still a school teacher. And then what I did was I dropped one flare to the disapproval of their customer relations officers. They all try to keep me. <laughs> but um, with Facebook, I joined all of the local Facebook pages, like Wedding Perth, everything, weddings, whatever. And I looked at how all the photographers were advertising themselves. And they were saying stuff like, here's my website inquire with me. Some had an order, like a, they would cut and paste the entire essay all about them. Oh my God, please. Amazing. It's great. Congratulations on your engagement. And it's cool. Like, great. But it's all the same. There's no value. So I thought, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm going to literally just put up a po- like a photo because no one was commenting photos. They were just putting out their text and their link. And I'm like, well, you're a wedding photographer. Why don't you put Put a photo in the comments. It's like it grabs your attention. Oh, I like that photo. So I did that. A photo of a couple or of yourself? Of a couple, like a previous wedding. Of a couple, right. Yep, right, sure. So I did that 
bookings, inquiries, bang, bang, bang. Wow. And then a couple of weeks later, everybody was doing it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. All right, let's level up again. What's something they can't do that I can do, you know? So I thought, okay, I'm going to give value. There's going to be no sales at all. There's not going to be any call to action. I'm not even going to put my website up, maybe my Instagram instead. So I did that, couples, inquiries, DMs, bookings, all of that. Everybody else started doing it. And I'm like, okay, I guess, I guess I'm, a, I'm a leader in this or something. Like I'm the, I'm the person that's come in and disrupted everybody, can't become, uh, you know. And my favorite, my favorite game was to come into a post because anytime a poor bride would come in and go, I'm looking for a wedding photographer, within 30 minutes, 130 comments, me, 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 me. My favorite game was to come in and snipe them. So sniping is when you come in after 130 comments and put in the best comment, then they would still book you after all these other people (laughs) came in because you've given them the best value and you're probably the only person that gave them value um, because everybody else was still going me, 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 me. And how I did that was I gave them tips three different tips, like think about this, think about this. And sometimes I actually answered their question because what they actually would ask for is, hey, can I have some recommendations for photographers? And I would go, hmm, I'm actually going to give them recommendations, three of my favorite photographers as a photographer. I'm going to do that. Let's let's give it a go. And then I would go, I'm also here to help with any other inquiries. Here's my Instagram, value. Then I'd get a DM on Instagram going, hey, Sev, Thank you for all the recommendations. I also had a look at your Instagram and fell in love with your photography. I'd like to book you. Wow. By the way, you were the only person that actually answered what I asked for and you gave recommendations. I thought that was really cool. And I'm just like, there it is. There it is. Too easy. Then everybody else started doing that. Oh. So now <laughs> this, is where, this is where I stay on top because not many people still in my area, especially, put out videos so in these Facebook groups, I use those viral TikTok videos of my wedding stuff and put them in those group um, places, weddings, and it was like random relatable things like when a client says, I'm not looking to pay an arm and a leg. I'm like, oh, okay, an arm and a leg, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I feel that, but um, let me tell you what an arm and a leg is to me. And I itemized all the things that requires you to be a photographer, like cost of cameras, cost of Lightroom and things like that, insurance, all these things. I kind of get it, but, uh, you know. Anyway, it was a skit that I did and it had over 100 people liking, commenting, engagement, and I had so many inquiries from that one Facebook post. And still to this day, I have not seen someone else do that in Facebook pages as well as I have. And I turned the tap off. That's why I've never done ads specifically because I tried ads once through, through an ads expert on Facebook I spent five grand and got nothing. No disrespect to them, but they just they were weren't it. So I thought stuff it organic is my time. But it's the value in video. If you can put value of your skills that showcases your authority and also your expertise, like your proof, because like me putting out a, a video or a photo of my work, that's it. And then it gives them the option to make the call. Because people don't like getting told what to do. But if you give them options going, hey, here's something you may have not thought about. And pro tip for any wedding photographers listening, all couples have got so many things they've never thought about in weddings. 
You find three of the four of those things across a year. And those couples, they join those Facebook groups and they stalk them. They're in that, they're obsessed, especially the brides. And once they see you three or four more times, you know, that, that touch point, that, yes. that trust touch point, they're going to inquire. They're going to give you a stalk. And then they'll make the inquiry. And then all that's left is your ability to close. That's it. Sure. So first of all, Seb, you said that you were doing this organically on your Facebook page. Did you mean pages or in groups? Premium members of Photobiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. And now that's what I do. I love it. So if the listener wants to work with you, do you teach them how to do TikTok better or do you do the TikTok videos for them? Like, How does that all work? So both, either one. Over the last probably eight months, I've had people inquire for my workshops and at the end of it, they were upskilled. They loved it, but they also still struggled for time. I tried to problem solve with that, but they just did not have time, but they still want to scale their business. They didn't have time, which was interesting because if you don't have time and you're plateaued, there's a few gaps in your business that you need to work on. So I helped them with that. But then they said, oh, I still don't have time to make the content. And I said, okay, you still need to film it unless you want to fly me over to, I don't know, United States and I can film it for you by all means, you know. <laughs> I'm six foot ten though, so I need business class. But they would I actually get them to film it and then they would send it through the Dropbox and then I'd get my editing team to edit the content for them and then they would upload. So it really depends on where you are in the world because, for example, if they want me to upload for them and they're wedding photographers in like Utah or something, they're going to get a lot of people seeing their content in Australia. So, and this is something I'm still working on trying to figure out, working internationally. But the bottom line is you still need to record it because it's you. And if you don't have time to edit it, because that's probably the hardest part anyway, we do that. And then you get it back and then you have to upload it. And then I go through some things with you to make sure that you're posting correctly because that's the other thing as a photographer. I hated it when I do my work and I give it to my client and the client puts a shitty filter up or something. And I'm just like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> same thing. It's the same thing. You can't escape it. So good. So, okay. So where's the best place for the listener to go and learn more? To learn more, you can find me on my Instagram, which is sevspics, S-E-V-S-P-I-C-S. Or you can go to my website, which is sevspics.com. And you can inquire through there. I've also started my own creative agency, which is called Sevira. It's like new era, but sevira.com.au. But the inquiry, um, yeah, you can inquire through there. A lot of people are hitting me up for one-on-one catch-ups. Let's, can I pick your brain and let's have a coffee together? And uh, over the last eight months, I've been doing that, but now it's overwhelming and I can't, don't have time. So I've created a like one-on-one 45-minute paid session that people can book me through to just filter out the non-serious people, just bluntly put, bluntly put, you know how it is. For sure. So to inquire about any of those services, that's all at sevspicks.com. Yeah, sevspicks.com, exactly. Unreal. Yeah. Sev, you've been an incredible guest. I know everyone's going to be going to check out your social media profiles, your website. I'm going to link to all of those in the show notes. Have a fantastic time in Italy and thank you for taking some time away from your lovely wife and spending it with us, mate. Really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, Andrew. I really appreciate your time as well and uh, I look forward to seeing you. 
expand this further and further. But um, if I could sign off with one piece of advice to anyone about anything, it would be make sure what you're doing is something that you truly, truly love and you're not just doing it for the money. If you truly love something, go for it. Go for it with intent. Your integrity is everything. The money will come eventually. I love that. that. Perfect way to leave this. Thanks so much, Sev. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Sev as much as I did. Sev, if you're listening, again, thank you so much for taking the time away from your lovely wife and your Italian holiday to record that interview with me. I hope you are having an incredible time over there. And big thanks again for coming on and sharing everything you did. For you, the listener, I do hope you got a ton from what Sev had to share. If you'd like to learn more from Sev, I've got links to anything and everything that he mentioned in the show notes for today's episode. You'll find them at photobizx.com forward slash 485. In those show notes, in addition to the links, you'll see examples of his beautiful wedding photography work. He really is an incredibly talented photographer. Make sure you go and check out his TikTok videos because you will be drawn in as quickly as I was when you start watching them. And if you do want to connect with Sev to talk about his consulting or anything else he's doing, you'll find, again, all the links inside the show notes. It's shout-out time. I've got one big shout-out for today's episode, and this one goes to Formby Family Photographer, which is just near Liverpool in the UK. It's from Sarah Wilson, who says... In her Apple podcast review, PhotobizX is transformational. The information on there is just pure gold. She says that she's been listening every day and just did her first wanted ad and got 65 submissions or leads in five hours. She says that she's been in business for 20 years. And to be honest, the last five have been a struggle. My fire was going out, not sure what to do, but not now. She goes on to say, I'm full of energy and excitement to make the changes and make it work. So I just wanted to let you know what a difference you are making, even all the way over here in England. So thank you again. How good is that? So good, Sarah, to hear about your success. Love that the Wanted ad works so well and can't wait to hear how that plays out. Of course, if you are listening and you're not sure what we're talking about with the Wanted ad, they are the Facebook ads that you can learn about from the original interview over at photobizx.com forward slash 136. And of course, there is a Facebook ads course, the original Facebook ads course, which, as you just heard, is working as good as it ever has. And you can find more details about that at fbadpromo.com. fbadpromo.com. Oh, and I should say big thanks to Sarah for taking the time to leave that lovely review as well. Thank you so much, Sarah. I've also added a link back to your website using a keyword phrase that you're looking to rank for to show some extra appreciation for you taking the time to leave that lovely review. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Just before we close out today's episode, I did want to give you a reminder about the upcoming course with Ali Stewart-Ross. The title of the course is Fully Booked in Four Weeks, Facebook Competitions for Photographers. Now, these competitions are the same ones that Ali has been running in her business since she kicked things off after a massive brand change during the middle of the pandemic, and she's been fully booked ever since as a result of these Facebook competitions. 
She says that Mabel and Moose, which is Ali's business, went from zero to a full diary in literally weeks, all on the back of her Facebook competitions. Her last competition received over 350 entrants and resulted in thousands of pounds of income. And she had a revenue or turnover exceeding 80,000 British pounds in her first year, which totally shocked her accountants. Just amazing. So Ali's going to be sharing exactly how to run these competitions in this course. The cost is only 97 US dollars. She's going to be covering the ad copy, what to include in your giveaways, which prizes work, which ones don't, how to make the most of your winners and losers of the competitions that you run so you maximize your bookings, how to avoid no sales when it comes to booking the people that enter the competitions. She's going to give you all the scripts that she uses so you can really hit the ground running with your own Facebook competitions. We're going to go inside the ads manager, cover the numbers, the budgeting, the targeting, all those things that you need to do when you're setting up these Facebook competitions. She's going to be there to handhold you every step of the way in this live presentation. Now, of course, if you register for the live presentation and you can't make it, you'll have access to the recording, all the supporting documents, and the standalone course, which will be hosted on the photobizx.com website after the live presentation. Now, the live course is happening on October 27th, 2022 at 7 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Saving Time. But I do have a link in the show notes and also on the registration page of exactly what time it will be in your time zone. Now, you can find more details and register for the training at photobizx.com forward slash fbcomps. That's F-B-C-O-M-P-S. And if you are one of the first 50 people to register for the training, you'll also get a free one-on-one call with Ali after the session, after the training, to help you with your own Facebook competition. So again, details are at photobizx.com forward slash fbcomps, short for competitions, and you'll find all the details there. If you are a premium member, feel free to post your questions inside the members' Facebook group. Ali or I will happily answer them there. And if you aren't a premium member, you should be. If you aren't, you can shoot me an email and I'll answer any questions you might have. You can email me at andrew at photobizx.com. Alrighty, that is it for this episode of the podcast. I hope you have a fantastic week wherever you are in the world. Big thanks again to Sev for coming on and sharing everything he did. Also to Jacob Bredziniak for putting Sev on the map for me and now for you as well. Thanks to Sarah for her lovely review. Again, have a great week wherever you are in the world and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 